whose grandpa led singing uh, where I went to church. And um, some of y'all know my younger brother, Charlie, who's been here with us before, and he would, um, Charlie would always find Brother Kendrick and say, lead number nine. And number nine was, in, in our songbook there, was um, A Beautiful Life. And so he led that every time he came up for Charlie. And then he'd look down at Charlie, and Charlie couldn't sing because he was always crying during the song. So anyway, a little memory from uh, years ago. All right, now this morning, Spencer wore an LSU tie for preaching. As you may or may not be able to see from where you're sitting, I'm wearing an LSU tie tonight. Somehow I thought that, that Drew and Ben and Lydia and myself were the only LSU fans. Go Tigers. There you go. Amen. Uh, and now, now Spencer's on the team, so yeah, go Tigers. How about that? Spencer, I, I don't know what was going on with Spencer's topic selection this morning. I mean, obviously the Super Bowl is going on tonight. He didn't even mention the Super Bowl. And uh, I tried to find a little study on, uh, see if I could find any connections in the Bible on the, for the game tonight. San Francisco, Kansas City, no connections in the Bible. 49ers, no connections in the Bible. But Chiefs, about 110 references to Chiefs in the Bible. And by the way, this is, it's been 50 years since the Chiefs have been to the Super Bowl. That makes it the year of Jubilee for them. I think all signs are pointing to Kansas City tonight. We'll see how it goes. Now, I, I can see y'all pretty well from here, but I can't see when you've got your hands down low. So those of you with your phones, I trust it's your Bible out, okay? <laughs> but if you got a score update, just give me a wave and we'll try to keep everybody updated on the game. Of course, Spencer had another obvious topic this morning that he missed. It is Groundhog's Day after all. I don't know how he missed that one. Uh, this morning, pretty sunny around here, but I think the official Punxsutawney Phil groundhog in Pennsylvania woke up to snow and did not see his shadow. So what does that mean? That's right, early spring. Spring's around the corner. Are you a numbers person? Some of you are numbers people. Today's February the 2nd, 2020, which is 02, 02, 20, 20. How can you beat that? I was talking to Stephen, my son, um, yesterday. He said, Dad, I cannot believe y'all are having services on Super Bowl Sunday. I said, well, we are, and I'm preaching. And he said, I will be sending you updates during their sermon. <laughs> it's off. I'm not going to get any update. I might get an update, but I won't see it. Um, now, my son David and his wife Bree are members of the River City Church of Christ in North Little Rock. It's an inner city ministry. I think it's overseen by the Pleasant Valley and maybe the Levy congregations in Little Rock. And Valley View, we send a, a, a nice contribution every year to help us support that work there uh, financially. Three weeks ago, Judy and I went down to visit David and Bree, and David happened to be preaching that Sunday morning. Um, it's a racially diverse group. Lots of children, lots of teenagers. It was an inspiring and it was inspiring, encouraging, and encouraging to be there. People of various racial 
and socioeconomic backgrounds all worshiping joyfully together. The young participating right along with the old. I think you would have loved it. And I would encourage you if you have an opportunity and are interested in, in, in something a little bit different than, than what we have every Sunday, if you're in Little Rock or really in North Little Rock, close to the river, I think that you would enjoy uh, worshiping with them there. Now, David was preaching that Sunday morning. It was a good lesson, and um, he actually brought up some of the kids to help him act out some of the story that he was telling. But all of our kids are at Super Bowl parties. I won't be having any actors come up today, but I am borrowing David's lesson, actually. He entitled the lesson, On the Mountain of the Lord It Will Be Provided. And really, the scripture reading... I thank you, Jamie, for reading that. I appreciate it. And the last song that we sang, thanks, Drew, for leading that, really kind of tie right in uh, with our lesson today. One of the things that, that David emphasized was that the stories in the Bible are often in, interconnected. Old Testament, New Testament stories both contain the ongoing story of our redemption through sacrifice. I'll begin with the end in mind as we reflect on this comment made by John the Baptist when he saw Jesus coming to him. Do you remember what he said? Behold the, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And at the baptism of Jesus, God spoke from heaven saying, This is my Son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Now as we go back to the Old Testament days of the patriarchs, God spoke to Abraham and told him, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. And he was talking about beginning with his son Isaac, his only son Isaac, and then being blessed all generations through Jesus. Well, the story that, that uh, Jamie read for us from Genesis chapter 22 to me is one of the most emotional stories in all the Bible. You can feel Abraham's pain as he takes his only son, whom he loves, to Mount Moriah. You can see the language of Genesis 22 is very similar to the language of Matthew 3. In Genesis it says, then God said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. In Matthew 3, at the baptism of Jesus, God spoke from heaven saying, This is my son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Now, from the, without rereading the story that, uh, from Genesis 22, I, I want to just emphasize a couple of things. This, it was the sacrifice of his son, his only son, and the location was Mount Moriah. Isaac carried the wood for the sacrifice and he carried the fire. And they journeyed for three days. Isaac said, where is the lamb for the sacrifice? And his father Abraham said, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering. And then at the, as the story was reaching its high point, Abraham raised his hand with the knife in his hand to slay his son. And then God spoke from heaven to stop him. I hope you're starting to see some connections as we're going to tie this through to another Old Testament story, and then to, of course, the New Testament story of Jesus. 
Now, we're not going to take the time to read all of this. The next passage, if you want to write it down and look at it later, 1 Samuel chapter 24, it's the whole chapter. And 1 Chronicles 21, it's the whole chapter. But they both tell the same story, which is when David uh, decided to count the fighting men of Israel. Well, it's the census. It's 2020. Gary James, it's a year for a census, isn't it? And every 10 years we have a census here. But God was not pleased with David's desire to count the fighting men because it was reflecting his trust in the fighting men instead of his trust in God. Chronicles, in fact, says that Satan stood up against David and incited him to sin. I think there's an interesting lesson in itself in what all that means there. But I'm going to move along to the next part of the story because God was so displeased with David that he gave him three choices of punishments. Three years of famine, three months of fleeing from his enemies, or three days of plague. As you remember, David chose the three days of plague as the third day, uh, during the third day, it says, but, the angel, but as the angel was doing so, the Lord saw it and was grieved because of the calamity. David looked up and saw the angel of the Lord standing between heaven and earth with a drawn sword in his hand extended over Jerusalem. Then the Lord spoke to the angel and he put the sword back into its sheath. At that very place, which was the threshing floor of Arona, David came to offer sacrifices and build an altar to God. Arona said, you can have the whole threshing floor, and David insisted on paying a fair price for it. In fact, David said, I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God that which cost me nothing. There's another whole lesson really there about the idea of sacrifice. If it's a true sacrifice that we give, it must cost us something. Well, the story gets very even more interesting here. Chronicles says, David built an altar to the Lord there and offered sacrifices. He called on the Lord, and the Lord answered with fire from heaven. David then wanted to build a temple to God right on that very site, the threshing floor of Arona. But as you remember, God said, no, oh, you can't build the temple because you're a man of war, but your son Solomon is a man of peace. Solomon will get to build the temple. So David starts to store building materials, and then a little bit later in 2 Chronicles 3 it says, then Solomon began to build the temple of the Lord in Jerusalem on Mount Moriah, where the Lord had appeared to his father David. It was on the threshing floor of Arona, the Jebusite, the place provided by David. Okay, are you seeing some things to tie together? The plague lasted three days. David brought, bought the threshing floor of Arona for sacrifice. God answered with fire. The angel of death's hand was raised with the sword to slay Jerusalem when God spoke from heaven to stop him. And the, loca the location is the exact same place. It's at Mount Moriah. So, a couple chapters later, 2 Chronicles 7.1 says, When Solomon finished praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offerings and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. 
We see that, that fire, God speaks with fire in these stories. And this is where Solomon builds the temple. Now consider some New Testament connections. While in the temple, Jesus said, tear down this temple and in three days I will raise it up. John called Jesus the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. God spoke from heaven at the baptism of Jesus. This is my son whom I love. God told Abraham to sacrifice his only son whom he loved. Isaac carried the wood for his own sacrifice. Jesus carried the cross, the wooden cross, for his own sacrifice. Abraham and Isaac walked for three days to the sacrifice. The plague of the angel of death lasted for three days. Jesus was raised from the dead after three days. The location for these stories is all the same. At Mount Moriah, Abraham offered a sacrifice, offered his son, his only son, as a sacrifice. At Mount Moriah, David bought the threshing floor of Arona to offer sacrifice. At Mount Moriah, Solomon built the temple. At that very temple, Jesus was tried and crucified just outside nearby the temple. God provided a sacrifice for Abraham and stopped him with his knife drawn. God stopped the angel of death with his sword in hand raised to strike Jerusalem. But God did not stop the sacrifice of his only son, his only son whom he loved. Abraham believed God could raise Isaac, his one and only son, from the dead. And God did raise his one and only son from the dead, which is really why we're all here tonight. It's all one continuing story. I don't think it's uh, coincidental. I think God planned this all together and brought it together uh, as a great story, a continuing story from Old Testament to New Testament for us to see God's love for us, his redemption for us, and his sacrifice for us that he provided for us there on Mount Moriah. You know, the sacrifice of, of God was great that he provided for us, and God really, I think, looks to us, what will we sacrifice for him? And I hope that tonight, as we, um, as we close, if there's anything, anyone who has uh, been considering that you need prayers, uh, words of encouragement, or you're ready to offer your your own life as a sacrifice to be given in uh, baptism to Jesus to begin your walk with God. If we can do anything for anyone at this time, please come as we stand and sing. Careless soul, why will you linger wandering?